Radical. Radical. What is a radical? What does it mean to be radical? Is it good to be a radical? Is it bad? Can it go either way? Am I a radical? Are you a radical? Was Jesus a radical? Is the church a place for radicals? Is the church itself a radical presence in its culture, in the cities and states and nations and world? It inhabits radical. I've been thinking about the word radical. Hey guys, this is a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Ori. This is a pop-up podcast. This is me. Here I am, still processing church, still thinking out loud. And this is me thinking out loud. Most of these are pretty off the cuff. Today, I'm off the cuff with the word radical. Mm. Radical. Yeah, I think I like that word. Let's talk about it, shall we? Hey guys, ever thought about the word radical? Um, you know, I've been processing my church journey and, uh, and part of that story is that I never felt like I fit there. And I've really tried to fit there. Um, you know, I, I never thought of myself as a radical. I've never thought of myself as someone that was too radical to fit the system, the structure, the box you know, I am an Enneagram 4, and Enneagram 4 is focused on authenticity. So that's something. I think that could be a quality of someone who might be called radical. But I've never been radical in my authenticity. I've always wanted to be kind and loving and accepting and nurturing. Uh, I'm sensitive to how people feel. I'm empathic. I feel what other people feel, and I feel spirits, and I feel lots of things from others and I never wanted to injure and hurt people and I think sometimes our idea of radicals are people that are just so zealous for something that they will do anything to get it to get at it to get away from it they're so radical that they end up injuring people because they're not sensitive to people they're driven by a great burning passion for something and that burns them up and often catches other people on fire at the same time and we don't tend to think of radicals as sensitive to the feelings of others we tend to think of radicals as insensitive and I've always been sensitive and so never wanted to hurt people I've I experienced childhood trauma and I knew what it was like to be injured by the anger of others and I think we often could say radicals are like these people that are angry at the system, angry at the man, angry at the institution, angry at oppression and injustice and things that are not right. And they are angry and they're on fire and they're burning and they want to burn things down. And that's never been me. And yet the question, it seems at this point, especially in light of my church journey is, am I a radical? Was Jesus a radical? 
Should the church be radical in its stance in the world, in its opposition to the world? Is radical a strong value for the church, for Christians, for you, for me? Never felt like a radical. And yet, I think I've been labeled a radical because of my inability to conform to things that did not fit and things I would not accept. I was talking this morning with a friend and we were talking about scripture and truth and the spirit and all these things and I I had I had this thought and I said it out loud and it was like you know what's really funny is the church told me to read my bible they really encouraged it the church I grew up in was evangelical stone campbell movement restoration movement protestant of course fundamentalist and they really had a strong value for reading the bible and they convinced me to read the bible and I read the bible and after I read the bible a while guess what I disagreed with a lot of things about my church and then they weren't so happy about me reading my Bible and I was laughing, talking with my friend going, my church told me to read my Bible and then they didn't like it after I did because I had more questions and I had some disagreements and then I was seen as a rebel because I didn't agree with my church and all the things they taught and thought and prescribed and dictated because I read the Bible and I had some different ideas. But I was never intent on being rebellious, which is another word we get from rebel. But there it is. I, for some reason, have been labeled often, more often than not, a rebel. In my pursuit of God, Jesus, life in the Spirit, being a Christian, having a passion for the quality and foundational character of the church I've been called and labeled and (laughs) treated as a rebel and not just a rebel but a dirty rebel (laughs) an unwanted radical yeah that's right am I a rebel am I radical let's look at the word rebel Because that's the word we're talking about today. And I guess I should probably first get to the meme. Yeah, that's a good idea. A church with no place for radicals is a church without... Ooh, sorry. Let me start again. A church with no place for radicals is a church with little room for Christ. Mm. A church with no place for radicals is a church with little room for Christ. Christ Christ was a radical. There's this passage, there's a scripture, it's in the Old Testament, I don't have it looked up, but when Jesus purged the temple of the money changers, when he cleared the temple, he formed a cord of rope, turned it into whip, whips, a whip, (laughs) with cords, and he cleared the temple and he beat people, kind of, like, I guess he whipped them, He whipped up a frenzy. He ran people out of the temple. He ran the money changers out of the temple. And he said, For it is written, God's house is a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of robbers. And the disciples, after the fact, writing that account, said that they remembered that it was written, Zeal for the Lord shall consume him. Zeal for God will consume him. You know what? 
Scripture also says God is a consuming fire. Fire consumes things that burns them up. It burns them down. It turns great big trees and forests into cinder and ash and black soot into nothing. It eats entire woodlands alive. It turns it into dirt. That's radical. That's consuming. Zeal. Zeal is radical fervor and passion and great angst and great hungering, thirsting desire for such a move of God that you can't help it and there's nothing that can stop you and you'd rather die than give up trying to bring about what God wants. That's zeal. That's radical. That's a consuming kind of passion. And Jesus, in his passion and zeal for God, Seeing God's house, the temple, turned into a place for making money off of people trying to worship God was consumed with the fire of zeal. So much so that he got angry and he physically assaulted people. (laughs) Woo, baby. Radical. I love it. And yet, Jesus was also calm and patient and self-controlled and gentle and nurturing and poised, and yet also radical. There's a really cool verse in Revelation, and I'm just, I'm just popping, I'm popping things off here, baby. I don't have this verse looked up, but it, it has this phrase, and I can't even remember which, which translation, but it talks about the saints standing with passionate patience. I love that phrase because it's two things that seem like there's a Extremely opposite. Passionate patience. How can you be passionately patient and patiently passionate? It seems like if you have zeal for God and you're radical for God, you would be just flying off the handle, running helter-skelter, all kiltered, off-kiltered, like just crazy and blinded by your passion to see God move, but not very patient and measured. But... Jesus in his zeal, passion. Jesus as a rebel, Jesus as a radical was not lacking self-control or peace or patience, right? Like the Holy Spirit came upon him with fire. Holy Spirit's powerful but also self-controlled and patient and gentle, right? Isn't it, is it crazy to think you could be a gentle radical? Let's look up the word radical, shall we? And then we'll get to a song that I thought of in terms of this word, radical. Okay, here was the first definition I came to. Relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something. Okay, the fundamental nature. I like that. Radical, fundamental nature of something. Like, man, what about, like, I want to be about the true heart of God. Fundamental. The fundamental nature of God. That's radical. Advocating or based on thorough or complete political or, so, or social change. Representing or supporting an extreme progressive section of a political party. I think you can be radically conservative. Just, I think uh, progressives and conservatives both have radical elements. I don't know why they, they point to progressive the progressive left as being more radical. Hmm. I don't think that's true, but whatever. It's political, right? We, we can associate um, politics with extreme radical-ism, right? In fact, 
this is why we hear the word a lot. We talk, we hear the word a lot in terms of religion and in terms of politics and religion when we hear people talk about Islam or Christianity sometimes, but we, we, we hear the term radicalized. Oh, they've been radicalized and it's negative, right? They've been kind of drummed up and like stirred up to do some crazy act of violence in the name of their religion against usually political oppression and they've been radicalized to do some terrible thing. That's not good, right? That's not what I'm talking about, but often that's one way we understand it. So, that's pretty interesting. Then I went to good old Merriam-Webster and I found a lot more fun stuff to talk about concerning the definition of radical. Okay? So the first term that came up had to do with a branch of a root system. Of or growing from the root of a plant. Radical tubers. Growing from the base of a stem. From a root-like stem or from a stem that does not rise above the ground. Interesting. It's a root from a plant that goes down deep. Oh, I like that. In terms of horticulture, in plants, a radical is a primary root that goes deep into the ground. It means to be really well rooted in something. I think that's good. And I think that's fitting in terms of God. When you're so deeply rooted in God, you should be radical. Man, what else in life is there if you have a deep rootedness in God? What else What else should, be, should you be about? Like you should be so passionately patient. You should be so zealous for God because you're so deeply rooted in God that nothing else matters. And all the superficial, superfluous, materialistic crap of life just is like, it just means nothing to you. And, and without God, you just have nothing. I love the apostles after Jesus taught this hard teaching about himself being the bread of heaven and people needing to eat his flesh and drink his blood. And most of, the, of his larger group of disciples said, this is too hard. We don't like this. <clears throat> We're out of here. <clears throat> they couldn't accept it. They didn't know what Jesus was talking about. And Jesus turned to the 12 apostles and he's like, are you going to leave too? And they said, Lord, where else would we go? For you alone have the words of life or eternal life, as some translations say. Where else will we go? Like, what else can we do? There's nothing else to us in life that's valuable except you. That's radical rootedness in God. That's where we should be as Christians. We should be like, there's nothing else that matters to me more than God and pursuing God and growing into God and just being with God people and talking about God things. I have one friend. He's a contemplative. Shout out to my brother, Timothy W., he is so radical, man. He says this to me probably at least once a week. He's like, I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about the latest movie or the latest TV show or how green the grass is. I just want to talk about God. And I don't want to talk to anybody that doesn't want to talk about God. And sorry, but not sorry. And I love it. He's so radically rooted in God. And I love that idea of radical. It's a really deep planted root. <laughs> love it. Mm. The next definition of radical. Of or relating to the origin. Fundamental. And this is where fundamentalism comes from in a sense. The origin. Like, let's get back to the original, the true, the pure, the essence of God in Christ and the church. Man, sometimes it seems like the church 
is anything but radical. They're, they're not subversive in the culture. They've become the culture and they control the culture. And if you don't join their club, then you're out and you're, you're oppressed and you're excluded. If, if you're not the, <laughs> if you're not the moral majority in the Christian right and the Christian right wants to own the government and run the government and make all the rules and uh, control everything for their benefit. That's not the origin of the church. Jesus didn't come to take over government. Did the opposite, right? You know, one of the three temptations Jesus rejected using the nation states Satan offered to him, the kingdoms of the earth, in order to advance his plan. Satan succeeded in encouraging the church to do that a little later, unfortunately, and we still try to do it now. But that's not relating to the origin. That's not fundamental. That's corrupt. Another definition is very different from the usual or traditional extreme. So tradition is good. It's the thing that we call what the church has done over the last 2,000 years, the church tradition. Well, how has the church done things? How have they believed things? How have they saw things? Traditional, not bad, but it's, the, it's common. It's the accepted. It's not extreme. Jesus was radical. He wasn't radical to be radical. He wasn't extreme to be extreme. He was radical in his stance towards purity and dedication to God. And he addressed a religion that was more interested in political power and control than it was in God. And I wonder if our Christianity today hasn't become too traditional, not extreme, not radical. Are we really resisting the culture of the world around us or have we just become the culture of the world around us in order to control it for our benefit are we traditional are we extreme tradition is good being traditional maybe not it's not radical (sighs) let me see what else we got oh this was cool free radical also, a group of atoms bonded together that is considered an entity in various kinds of reactions or as a subunit of a larger molecule. <laughs> uh, uh, let's be a group of atoms, not ad- it's atoms, not atoms. But let's be a group of people that are bonded together as an entity, reacting against everything that is bad and evil in the world and the church. I want to be a free radical, baby. Free me to be radical. Yes. Okay, that was science, and I just usurped that definition for my own means. Hey, I'm a poet. I use my poetic license, baby. I want to be a free radical. I want to bound and be bonded and be binded together with a group of other radical people that are so radical for Jesus, that are rooted in Jesus, that are rooted in God, and they want nothing else. Amen. Love it. Hey. Uh, did I mention a song by ex-ambassadors called Renegades? <laughs> hey, hey, let me see if I can sing this. Run, run away with me, lost souls in reverie. Run wild and running free, two kids, you and me. And I say, hey, 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 living like we're renegades. Hey, 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 living like we're renegades, renegades. Woo! I did terrible at that. Sorry for your ears, but deal with it. (laughs) Long live the pioneers, rebels and mutineers. Go forth and have no fear. Come close and lend an ear. I say, hey, 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 living like we're renegades. 
All hail the underdogs. All hail the new kids. All hail the outlaws, Spielbergs and Kubrick. It's, it's our time to make a move. It's our time to make amends. It's our time to break the rules. So let's begin. Hey, 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 hey. Living like we're renegades. Renegades and rebels, baby. Man, you know, <laughs> sometimes it just pisses me off, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I love peace. I love to be patient. But sometimes it pisses me off. Look, I can read the Bible too. I'm not going to cater and cow to a system, religious or not, just because it says to. If I read my Bible and my Bible says live life in the spirit and follow Jesus and be dedicated to God and you guys are telling me it's all about popularity and the system of power and it looks to me more like Satan's kingdom than God's, I'm not going to sit down and shut up. It, like, don't tell me to read my Bible and then I read my Bible and you're like, shut up. Don't tell me to go pursue God and like learn how to hear God and then I hear God and then I tell you and then, then I realize that I'm not sure if you know God and then you tell me to shut up. Like, my, <laughs> woo! my whole Christian journey has been like doing the things the Bible says. Funny thing, I thought it would make me popular in church. It's maybe an outcast. It's maybe an outlaw like this song. Mutineers, rebels, or renegades, underdogs, new kids, outlaws. Right? Breaking rules, baby. I like the Dalai Lama. He said, you have to learn the rules really well before you can break them properly. Man, I learned the rules really well, really well in church. I really gave myself to church. I poured my heart out. Like, I didn't start out dissident towards church. I really tried. I went to Bible college. I spent, I've spent a lot of time reading my Bible, coming to know God, understanding church, trying to figure it out, trying to fit in. I didn't try to be a rebel. I just tried to follow God. And damn, it made me a rebel. <laughs> makes me think maybe following God, learning to hear the Holy Spirit, following Jesus just naturally makes you a rebel. So that brings me back to the original question, the original thought, the meme. A church with no place for radicals is a church with little room for Christ. I think that's pretty darn true. Mm, yeah. And you know what? Be empathic. Be caring, be kind, be tender, be gentle. We're all on a journey. You know, I'm not trying to say a down with church. I'm trying to say let's be the church. And maybe we've forgotten how. And that, man, if that puts me on the outside of something, so be it. I don't care. I'd rather be outside of a complacent, traditional church that's not extreme enough to really seek God above all else. And who cares what else? Because there's nothing else I want but God. Yeah, I think I am a radical. Are you? Is the church? Damn, I think Jesus was a radical. Are you? Are we? Am I? Is the church? Hmm. Something, something to think about, my friends. Love you. Bye. Okay, sorry for cussing. A little bit there. Hey, man, I love the church. And, you know, God's had to really bring me down and humble me and show me that sometimes my radical nature is not very nice or kind. 
And sometimes I've been too critical, like my last podcast, about being a bitter pill. Sometimes I have been a bitter pill, and I've criticized people that are really just genuinely trying to follow God as they understand God. And generally, pastors and leaders are doing the best they know how. And I I don't think generally church leaders are really trying to be worldly or complacent, but they have certain concerns. And I don't know, sometimes I just think church as usual, the mega church mentality, sometimes it's about other things other than Jesus or God. It's like, yeah, we care about Jesus, but we also care about, or we also have to care about electricity bills and salaries and buildings and attendance and do people like us enough and social clubs and social groups and belonging and a lot of other things that maybe being a radical doesn't build a nice big mega church. That's what I'm saying. And I'm again, I'm not trying to be critical, but maybe our priorities are a little bit out of whack. Maybe we're not really rooted deeply in God. Maybe we're kind of rooted in God and 10 other things. And those other things are fighting for our allegiance. And maybe we don't see it sometimes. But hey, man, as for me and my house, we're going to be radicals first for God. And everything else, I think, will work itself out. (laughs) Love you guys. Think about it. Are you a radical? Am I? Is that good? Is that bad? Ah, we should be, as my pastor once said, mature zealots. Immature zealots can do a lot of harm. I've been an immature zealot at times. I admit it. Let's be mature zealots, which means we know how to love people really well and speak the truth. Got it? Okay, bye.